0: welcome one welcome all welcome back to the manifest wrestling podcast it's been a little bit it's been about a week and a half or so maybe two weeks guess you guys have been wondering where i've been and why you haven't got the podcast episode i have an explanation but before i give it to you a quick thank you to our sponsor our newest sponsor kanichi bear headphones with their new hibernation 5c it is a brand new model I have the previous model as well, but this is the brand new one. And it comes in this sleek black and silver. Those of you on YouTube, you can see it right now. But those of you on Spotify, you're not going to be able to see it. But it'd be so great if you were hearing this podcast with these headphones on. Real surround sound, soft ear cushions, and it's perfect for gaming and listening to music. It's perfect for the whole family. And you don't have to spend those same prices that you would spend on Bose, on Beats by Dre, any of that stuff. Guess what? You could also use my promo code, all caps, Alfonso, that's A-L-P-H-O-N-S-O. Go to KanichiBear.com. I'll leave the link in the bio on my Instagram, on YouTube, all of that. Make sure you type in promo code Alfonso. Save yourself 15% That's almost $30 off of the total price. Save yourself 15% on a brand new pair of Kenichi Bear Hibernation 5C headphones. Perfect for this time of the year. It's almost Christmas, and WWE gave us an early gift, and we're going to get to that. But before we do, I do owe you guys a good explanation of where I've been. So, for those of you who don't know, I am married. I'm almost 30 years old. I just turned 29 a few weeks ago. And I have a four year old as well. And turns out we're expecting baby number two. So things have been quite hectic around here. We had, to, we had a lot of chaos surrounding this pregnancy, things that we had to get under control and get settled and get some confirmations on and things like that. But we're all good. Everything's good. We're moving straight forward, but that's where I've been for the past couple weeks. Okay, things have just been very stressful, very chaotic, and I haven't really had the time, patience, energy, anything to put together any podcast episodes. But we are back and we are better than ever, and we are rolling forward through to the road to Wrestle Mania. The next big show obviously is going to be the Royal Rumble, but we have some more shows in between that that we're building to. But WWE started their road to WrestleMania build last night on Monday Night Raw with Cody Rhodes, declaring himself as the first official member, entrant, occupier, contestant, whatever the heck you want to call it. He's declaring for the Royal Rumble match. And we're going to get to that segment and what ended up happening later on in that segment after he declared for the Royal Rumble. But the biggest news coming out of this weekend is, of course, the return of the second city saint cm punk is back in world wrestling entertainment hell has indeed frozen over and and, you know i talked about this a lot on the podcast in recent weeks and i talked about how i don't think that it's necessarily the best idea i don't know if it'll work but we hate to say the cliche that only time will tell, but this is one of those situations where only time will tell. And guess what? Time does, it tells. And uh, you know, we started off with a huge, thunderous ovation at the end of Survivor series when CM Punk's music hit in the All-State Arena in Chicago. CM Punk's hometown came alive and roared as they had been waiting in anticipation for his potential return throughout the entire night. They were chanting his name all weekend during SmackDown and during Survivor Series. And WWE played this so perfectly. I mean, absolutely incredible storytelling. Absolutely incredible, um, you know, teases and everything like that. They made it seem like it was was gaslighting in the most healthy way. Like, oh, we're going to. We're going to throw all these signs at you throughout the weeks, but then call you crazy for thinking those are signs that CM Punk is coming back. And then we're going to give you CM Punk. So <laughs> it, it was it was brilliant. You know, had Corey Graves dropping a whole bunch of one-liners, had Michael Cole dropping one-liners, had different wrestlers saying different things, alluding to best in the world, things like that. And then you bring him back. And you do it in a way where you make it seem like the show is about to go off the air. And then... Right before we think you're gonna fade to black. And the crowd loses their mind. I lost my mind. I was sitting in a party with uh with a couple of my buddies watching the show together. I this is one of those shows I wish I would have done a watch party for, you know what I'm saying? Because it was that great. Um the show in itself was fantastic. Like if there were no if CM Punk wasn't expected to be at the show, um, you know, all the focus would be on how great the show was because it was a really good show. Miz and Gunther didn't disappoint. Uh You had a pretty good women's war games match. The main event was obviously fantastic. And, you know, you put all that together and you, you have a crowd that's pretty satisfied with the show that they ended up getting. And then you give them CM Punk on top of Randy Orton's return. You give them CM Punk absolutely tremendous, absolutely tremendous, and uh, CM Punk, obviously on Monday Night Raw last night, ended up having a promo to close the show, Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as much of a controversial promo as you would expect from CM Punk, it was actually very humble and straightforward, which worries me a bit, because I'm like, how long does this last, now, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. Anybody who knows me will tell you I am always a glass half full kind of man. But after what we saw in AEW, are we 100% confident in what we're going to see in WWE? And that's my only thing. I just want this to – I don't want this to be the same – as it was in WWE, I mean, as as it was in AEW, excuse me, and, you know, there's a bunch of reasons why it won't, right, because, obviously, WWE backstage is a lot more organized, there's a lot more veterans back there who, you know, have a lot of respect for the business, and that was one of CM Punk's, you know, biggest gripes, is that he felt like, the young talent backstage in AEW, you know, your Hangman Adam Pages, your Jack Perrys. He felt like they didn't have the respect for the veterans that they should. And CM Punk is an old school guy. And in a lot of ways in my wrestling training, I've been kind of like an old school guy. Um, I don't think I know it all. Yes, I get frustrated when, you know, maybe we're training and we've been doing the same thing and I just can't get it right. Yeah, I'm going to get pissed off. You know what I mean? Or if one person is telling me one thing and another person is telling me another, I'm going to get pissed off. Right. But as far as listening goes, I'm always deferring to the veterans in the ring. And these these are guys like not every guy that's training me. This is WWE Hall of Famer, right? Some of these guys have just been doing it for longer, for more years than I have. And I still find their advice valuable. So I don't understand why anybody backstage in AEW that's a young talent would not listen to people who have done it at the highest level for years. You know, you got Paul White back there. You got Mark Henry back there. You know, that that's just to name a couple. Those are future WWE Hall of Famers. And you got them back there, and you're not listening to them, even though they've had careers that have spanned decades, where they made a lot of money, won championships, and you're not going to listen to what they have to say? That's just weird to me. So that was one of the things that CM Punk did say that, um, you know, I, I I understood his gripe, you know, when it came to that. Uh, I, I didn't look at him sideways for that one. My My – My thing with CM Punk was that you always seem to find yourself in some type of altercation. And, you know, to me, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, even if you're right, even if you're right, let's say you are right. Let's say say CM Punk is just 100% right in all these situations. Why is it always resulting in some type of physical altercation or some type of shouting contest? You know that was my that was my issue. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Even if you're right, you are still playing a part in the drama that's going on backstage. You're still playing a part in the negative things that are going on. If Chris Jericho is calling you a cancer, then there's something wrong with the way that you're acting. And that that's always been my thing. Again, I've I've gone on record saying I'm a CM Punk fan. I love the man. Okay. Before he was even big and popular and, you know, doing the best in the world stuff, like a month before, a month before, actually, um, I was at Capital Punishment in 2011. That was the pay-per-view right before Money in the Bank, 2011. I literally have myself on film. I can go on the WWE Network and find myself on film. When CM Punk makes his entrance for his match against Rey Mysterio that night at the Capital One Arena. And his music hits, and I pop for it. And this is when he was still leading the Nexus. And he was still coming out to this fire burns. And this was before any of the popularity. any Before he started out selling John Cena in merchandise. This was before any of that. I was a CM Punk mark. I was a CM Punk mark back when he was the leader of the Straight Edge Society. I was a CM Punk mark back when he was feuding with Jeff Hardy. I was a CM Punk mark back when he was winning his first World Heavyweight Championship, cashing in on Edge. I was a CM Punk mark back when he was still in the uh, WWE CW. Right? I've loved CM Punk pretty much his entire career since he stepped foot in WWE, since the first time I saw him. So I'm not a CM Punk hater. And I want to make that very clear. Because a lot of times this can come off as... You know, I've watched other podcasts. Other podcasts can come off as just being overly negative and overly critical, and just jumping on a a man while he's down, or jumping on a, a hate bandwagon. That is not what this is here at the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. I want to make that very clear. This is all about this is all about holding somebody accountable, calling calling them out. Like you have friends and, and family at home, right? When they do something wrong, you should call them out for it. And you should expect them to do the same thing for you. Because that's what accountability is. And that's what real friends and family do. Now, obviously, CM Punk doesn't know me. So I wouldn't call myself CM Punk's friend. But I would ask the question, Philip Brooks, as as one of your biggest fr- fans, why is it that every time there was an altercation in AEW, it seemed to involve you? Like, that can't just be a coincidence. But now you have an opportunity to really turn over a different leaf here in WWE. And in his promo last night, he said things like, I've changed. You know, he feels like he's grown up. He feels like maybe this experience with AEW has shifted his thought process on WWE. That doesn't mean WWE was just completely, you know, uh, blameless and, you know, their part in CM Punk leaving the company ultimately. But I think maybe this experience has taught CM Punk, like, hey, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And yes, he did have, he had a lot of success and a lot of different ventures and a lot of different projects and a lot of different things going on. In the 10 years that he was gone from WWE, he got into acting. He got into the UFC, had two fights there, made a lot of money off of those. Uh, He got into commentating for MMA, of course. He went back to AEW and you know he's obviously found ways to continue to make himself money and stay relevant and again like he said last night crowds have never stopped chanting his name that is the crazy part he's been gone from the WWE for almost 10 years and the fans never stopped chanting his name they never stopped Dreaming of a day where CM Punk would come back to WWE. Because at the time, CM Punk was one of the biggest stars in the company. He was a lot of people's heroes. He was my favorite wrestler, obviously. When he left, all we wanted was for him to come back. And when that did not happen, it left a void in us. Because you connect to these people. It's not just characters on television. You're connecting to these characters. It's almost... Perfect example, for those of you out there who are fans of the show Martin, when Gina left the show because of things that were going on on set between her and Martin Lawrence that she wasn't okay with, when she ultimately ended up leaving the show, the show was never the same after, you felt a void there that could not be replaced because you had connected to this Gina character for so many seasons and now she's just gone? And she's not coming back. That's insane. But, you know, you end up going and you do the, the reunion show. And, you know, you get a little bit of closure there from that reunion show. And it's the same thing with the CM Punk situation. It, you have a situation there where it's even bigger because people pay tickets to come see you in person whether through a show or maybe get your autograph or something, like people had opportunities to actually connect with you. And then you're just gone from the company overnight. No warning, no anything. How are we supposed to deal with that? So some people never let it go. I myself personally decided to just move on and try to enjoy the product still because I wasn't going to stop watching the CM Punk was gone. I was really upset that he was gone, but I wasn't going to stop watching because I loved the WWE. and I still do, but with CM Punk being gone, it definitely left a hole in your heart that you just saw get filled on Saturday night. That roar, that was a roar of 10 years, that was a roar of... 10 years in the making, a pop, 10 years in the making when CM Punk's music hit in that Allstate Arena, and you saw him walk down a WWE ramp for the first time in almost a decade. It's, It's surreal, honestly, it is. And I'm happy that it's happened. I think I did a previous episode where I was saying I didn't want him in WWE, and I think that came from a place of anger. Because I was frustrated about everything that was happening backstage in AEW with CM Punk. I was frustrated with that. Because I felt like the same thing was about to happen to us again. And for a little bit, it looked like it did. It looked like CM Punk was out of wrestling again. But here he comes strolling down the ramp in the All-State Arena at WWE Survivor Series. And all of a sudden... All those feelings of resentment and anger and everything just went out of the out of the door, and I was just happy to see CM Punk back. It was absolutely surreal. So how long would this last? I don't know. But he does have a lot of friends backstage in WWE, more than you would think. And if he's willing to mend the relationships with the people that he has bad relationships with, then we're in for a pretty good few years. This, this is an opportunity, I believe, for closure for everybody. He left on horrible terms. He comes back now after a long 10-year journey and has an opportunity now to right wrongs, you know, fulfill different things that, you know, obviously we want fulfilled as fans, And he has the opportunity to do it in WWE instead of doing it in AEW. And no shade to AEW, but CM Punk belongs in WWE. He does. Triple H said it himself. So it's good to see him back where he truly belongs. It's good to see him back home. And now just think about the dream matches we can get, man. CM Punk versus our tribal chief. CM Punk, Seth Rollins? CM Punk, Cody Rhodes? CM Punk, Drew McIntyre? A rivalry between CM Punk and The Judgment Day? CM Punk, LA Knight. The possibilities are there. They're endless. And just know, Raw is about to do huge numbers every Monday. Do not... Do not think for one second that CM Punk is leaving Monday Night Raw until at least the football season is over. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if after the Royal Rumble, CM Punk ends up on the blue brand. But for right now, while Monday Night Football is still going on every week, they're going to put CM Punk on Monday Night Raw in order to compete. And it's very brilliant. It's smart. Uh, it's the right thing to do. If he turns up on SmackDown this Friday, I will be absolutely stunned. But it is in Brooklyn. So maybe they'll maybe they'll just have him do a one-off appearance on Friday Night SmackDown. Who knows? But when we come back, we're going to tackle some more of the stuff that happened on Raw and where we are on the road to WrestleMania with the Royal Rumble right around the corner. Stay tuned for the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. Your host, Alfonso McCree Jr. here. Let's get into the rest of Raw. We got a few minutes to do this. So, Cody Rhodes, I alluded to it earlier, he has declared for the Royal Rumble match. And... He was attacked by Shinsuke Nakamura for his troubles. There's been a few video packages in the past few weeks of Shinsuke Nakamura calling out a mystery opponent. And it turns out it was Cody Rhodes. So, yeah, no complaints there. Nothing really uh, to write home about. But Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura, we're getting that rivalry, and it's starting right now. Uh, So that should be very fun. I'm sure they have history. I don't watch New Japan, guys. I'm not going to pretend like I watch New Japan. Um, so I don't know what their history is. And, yeah, that that's pretty much where I'm going to leave that one. I, I don't know. I don't know if they've ever wrestled each other. Um, You guys let me know. And if they have wrestled each other, was it awesome or was it not? Who knows? Uh, also, we had the Judgment Day, obviously, reeling from their loss at Survivor Series War Games. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to... You know, create some cracks in the foundation. But they all seem very supportive of each other after that War Games match. But you never know with Rhea Ripley. You really never know. Um, You know, people call her the leader of the Judgment Day, which is fair. Uh, I would call her the leader of the Judgment Day as well. I think it's a really cool dynamic if you have her as the, the actual leader of the Judgment Day. I think that paints like a really, like, cool thing going on there where you know you got this group of men but they're led by this woman who's also like a dominatrix it's it's pretty cool uh so we'll have to keep an eye on that one as the weeks continue to unfold yet another failed money in the bank cash in at survivor series eventually one of these things has to has to work okay Senor money in the bank is going to be a good world heavyweight champion and i hope that he does it in the judgment day and not by himself i, I really I really think this Judgment Day stable has just risen from nothingness and turned themselves into one of the most memorable acts in recent memory. Uh, so good for them, man. They, they've they've really turned everything around. Um, I I feel like you know Edge is very proud of how far they've taken the Judgment Day. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, J D McDonough fits right in. Uh, Dominic, he's doing his thing. Finn's doing his thing. Rhea's obviously a dominant women's champion, and she has Elimination Chamber coming up in Perth, Australia, where I hope she's in the main event, and I hope it's against somebody that's, like, worth being in the main event with her. But I think that would be an awesome scene if she's in the main event in Australia. It's her home country. And, of course, Damien Priest, you know, send your money in the bank. He continues to make strides every week. His promos are getting better, and his in-ring work is already really good. And... um. You know, eventually he needs to be rewarded for making Bad Bunny look even better than Bad Bunny actually is. Bad Bunny's good, but Damian Priest made them look great. So, uh, really hoping that, you know, all that pays off for Damian Priest in the future. Uh, elsewhere on the show, tag team championship match for the women's tag team championships that they clearly were using to fill some time. Um, Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, retain. Uh, And it was a pretty decent match. Chelsea Green took some pretty good bumps, including a double suplex onto the barricade, which was a really cool spot. Then Piper Niven, two-on-one, just dominated. And, of course, we had the return of the Viper, the Apex Predator, Randy Orton, who defeated Dominic Mysterio. And uh, he looks like a million bucks, man. Like, I don't understand how you get to that age and still find ways to look that ripped. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think Corey Graves said, no, Wade Barrett said last night, he was like, man, if he writes a book on how to look this good, I'm reading it. Me too, Wade. Me too. Um, I wouldn't say I'm out of shape or that I don't look great. I do have a six pack, but Randy's on a different level. His arms are huge. His torso is huge. He looks like he doesn't skip leg day either. I mean, he just looks phenomenal. So good on him for staying in shape and Really taking his rehab seriously and finding himself back in the ring. Hitting RKO's like, you know, nothing ever happened. His back looks like it's it's doing pretty well. So, I'm good on that. So, that'll do it for today's episode of the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thank you guys so much for being patient with me as I went through this process of growing my family. Um, again, things have been very, very chaotic, but looking to get back on a more consistent posting schedule and uh, starting today, you know, making that commitment once again, Uh, do you have karate combat coming up in Las Vegas um, in a couple of weeks? Karate combat 43. We're running Benson Henderson versus Anthony Pettis three. If you guys remember the showtime kick, uh, the one where Anthony Pettis runs up against the wall of the cage and delivers a roundhouse, kick with the right leg yeah well they're gonna run that back and uh, they're gonna do it in the karate combat pit and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal and it's coming to you live from sin city with yours truly doing the ring announcing at least i hope so if anything changes i'll let you guys know but from uh all the all the signs point to i will be in las vegas but you guys know i'm very transparent with you guys so if anything changes Ain't no shame in my game. I know I did my thing at KC 42, so I'm just going to let you guys know what's up, what's on the up and up. Uh, But that'll be all for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys next time. Don't forget, stay safe and stay blessed. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace.